and welcome to the Fleet Geeks podcast. We're here to help develop fleet and transport professionals. Do you want to progress and develop your skills and knowledge? We promise to bring lively conversation and debate around interesting issues and keep you bang up to date with changes in our awesome industry. The Fleet Geeks are a community of professionals and if you enjoy the podcast, why not join the discussion for free in the Fleet Geek community over on Facebook. Hello and welcome to another edition of Fleet Geeks. Oh, Fleet Geek, I'm on my own. Um, you might have noticed that uh, there is only one of me today on this uh, podcast. Um, I guess it's a testament to the fact that uh, we're very, very busy at uh, flagship headquarters at the moment. And it's, it's sometimes we, we find it, it's, it's a struggle to get together and uh and and record podcasts uh we do like to put uh content out very regularly so um it's fallen upon me to fly solo today and flying solo means that i can talk about what i want um because pete's not here is he so um i can be i can talk what i want and i can be contentious and boss is not here um it's, i'm gonna be slightly contentious not ever so contentious slightly contentious and uh, hopefully you'll get them the, the why I'm being contentious and what I'm going to say. Um, I've entitled the the podcast, I don't like the word compliance. And I don't. Uh, number one, it's a horrible word, isn't it? It's just a horrible word. When you say it in your head, it's just horrible. I don't know why connotations or kind of things going on with you. You know, you will comply, blah, blah, blah. And that's what a com- com- compliance is, isn't it? It's adherence to the law or adherence to the rules. Um you know, even something simple like, uh, you know, when you go into the local park and it says keep off the grass, you know, you're, if you keep off the grass, you're complying with the, the, the rules and regulations of the park. So um, that's what compliance is. The, why I don't like it, apart from the fact it's a horrible word, um, I, I, I don't like it because it, it, it kind of makes you think that it's just about numbers. A lot of what we do is numbers in our world, in the world of transport. A lot of the rules and regulations uh, concern numbers. So, for example, in the the simplest possible terms, um, a driver can drive for four and a half hours before taking a break from driving. Uh, So to comply with the rules, to comply with the law, um, if a driver drives for four hours and uh, and 31 minutes, you're non-compliant with the law. Um, if a driver drives uh, for four hours and 29 minutes, then that driver is compliant with the law. Um, does that make that driver who drove for four hours and 29 minutes or even four hours and 30 minutes, does that make them a safer driver than the driver who drove for four hours and 31 minutes? No, not necessarily, does it? Because, But because we're dealing with numbers, we, we sort of say, well, that's okay because that's compliant. That's okay, not okay because it's non-compliant. Now, I understand in, a, in the rule of law, you do need a... A, a rule of law don't you need some some framework you need a framework to to to, to work within but we have we are we, we are heavily reliant on on numbers and, and mere numbers um what started this all off right okay so i looked uh, i saw online there was a, a post um earlier on or it was last week actually last week uh, there was a post online i think the person who put the post up was um, a journalist connected or had got, uh, was travelling around with or had some something to do with a roads policing unit somewhere in the country. I can't even remember where it was in the country. Uh, but they'd clearly got this vehicle stopped and this vehicle was a curtain-side double-deck trailer, the type typically used on, and it looked just like what this one was, uh, the type typically used on the pallet networks 
for their trunking operations. So uh, a step frame, double deck trailer, not, not movable decks, uh, just a double deck trailer, curtain cider. Uh, obviously, the, the object of the exercise is you get more pallets on, you carry more freight. Um, and, and they'd stop this vehicle, and, and, the, and the headline was um, uh, pallets over 400 kilos not allowed on the top deck, not allowed on the top deck. Now, Derek, actually, in law, there is nothing in law which tells us that, uh, you know, gives us any description or hint or um, idea about what a pallet should should or, or shouldn't or shouldn't weigh. Um, and there's nothing that says it shouldn't load it on, on the top deck. So we look to guidance rather than law. And the guidance produced by the Department for Transport, the people who, who run the DVSA, so, you know, they're the ones not to, to mess with, um, that their guidance says that a heavy pallet is something that weighs over 400 kilos. And therefore, it also goes on in that guidance. It, it's a great document. If you want, you know, download it, go to the doctor website. Um, guidance for safe loading of, of vehicles. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic uh, document. Uh, and that will tell us that a heavy pallet is over 400 kilos. And it will go on further to tell us that heavy pallets should not be loaded on the top deck of double deck trailers. So, my problem is that that's given us a number, hasn't it? That's given us a number, 400 kilos. So presumably then, if they'd have took those pallets down and weighed them and they were 399 kilos, they'd have just put them back up. So that's okay, that's safe, that's safe to go on. Um, but because they were over 400 kilos, uh, then that was, in effect, um, goes against the guidance uh, and therefore um, that load could be it would be, it was, it would be, it was deemed as an insecure load. So regulation 100 of the uh, construction use regulations, uh, that would have been the offence committed uh, by that by that particular operator. Hi, it's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're really proud to sponsor the Fleet Geeks podcast. Flagship Partners offer a range of consultancy and training services to ensure that our customers remain compliant and have the best possible knowledge to be able to fulfil their work. If you're interested in support with any of our safety, HR or compliance services, or you want to train to be a transport manager or need driver CPC training, give us a call today. Uh, fair, all, very, all very well and good. I get it, totally understand it, and people should remember that. However, my beef, if you like, is that it takes, it takes some guidance, it takes something written down uh, with a number to mean that something is compliant or non-compliant doesn't mean it's safe or unsafe. So it's a mantra that we that we push out quite often in our in our world, uh, and that is that a compliance doesn't equal safety. A, you can be a brilliantly compliant operator, but you might not necessarily be a safe operator. You could potentially be a safe operator that's non-compliant. So the message is don't get the two mixed up. With this truck that had been stopped and with the pallets on the top deck that were clearly, I mean, you could see by the pictures, they were clearly heavy pallets. I mean, I, you know, I, I didn't weigh them. I don't know that for a fact, but they were clearly heavy pallets. So the problem has been brought down in black and white to a set of numbers. Over 400 kilos, non-compliant, bad. Yeah, under 400 kilos, compliant, good. And I don't think it's that, that straightforward. 
as an operator who has now got a ticket uh, for having an insecure load or a driver's got a ticket, let's face it, it's the driver. And that's another argument in itself, isn't it? The driver's got the ticket. That vehicle has a, an insecure load because the pallets on the top deck were heavy pallets. Um, as an operator, I'm going to be thinking to myself, what, what led us to let leaving that, that, letting that vehicle go out that yard or what led somebody to make a decision to put a heavy pallet on the top deck? And that's that's the that's what I'm trying to get at. It's it's what we can sometimes not look at, and I think it's in lots of areas of the world, isn't it? What we can look at is the lack of common sense, um, that maybe the lack of, of 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 knowledge of physics. You know, maybe we don't teach physics in schools like we used to. But somebody putting a heavy pallet on a tall vehicle, you know, when you're looking up there on a tall vehicle, if you're thinking of the of the of the the motion of that vehicle as it goes down the road and the, and, and the effect that that uh, sort of pendulum effect on the heavy stuff that's in the top of that vehicle if people are loading vehicles that don't understand those basic laws of physics common sense um then you know what hope have we got and we shouldn't be just relying on numbers you know if that if those pallets have been brought down from that top deck we might have weighed them at 399 kilos and said, why? Compliant. 401 com uh, kilos, non-compliant, less than a bag of sugar. Um, and, and that doesn't make the vehicle safe or unsafe. It just, this reliance on numbers, let's, as transport professionals, we clearly need those numbers. We need those lines in the sand. We need those benchmarks. Uh, but let's, let's look beyond compliance and look at, is that a safe thing? Is that a safe act? What are we doing there? I'll give you another a classic example, speed limits. You know, that's a classic one, isn't it? The number of, of, of um, accident investigations I've done or accident reports that I've read, and the first thing that the driver will say in their defence is, I wasn't speeding. No, you weren't speeding in the sense of the word that you were doing less than the prescribed speed limit for that vehicle on that road. But that's completely different to were you going too fast? Were you just because you were driving under the speed limit for that vehicle on that road does not necessarily mean that you weren't driving too fast. Otherwise, the vehicle wouldn't be lying on its side now, um, would it? So, um Again, this adherence is, is, okay, well, I've got a vehicle lying on its side. Um, it's in a 50 mile an hour speed limit. And we've got evidence from the tracking system and from the tachograph that that vehicle was only traveling at 42 miles an hour at that point. Yeah, that's not the end of it, is it? You can't just say, well, that's cut and dry then. The driver, the driver wasn't to blame for that accident because um, the driver wasn't speeding. So this, this fixation with numbers, we have to look beyond numbers and look at the, the the human element. What what decision making process was that driver going through, taking those bends at that speed? Where you know, even though the speed limit was was fifty, uh, and you know, you could go on and on with these examples. Another great example, of course, is the drink driving uh, limit. Um, a driver's had a crash and blown thirty four on the breathalyzer, uh, one below the legal limit. That driver's compliant in terms of the law. But that's certainly that driver possesses or poses a danger to other road users with 34 in their system. And that, of course, could be a major factor in a road traffic collision 
Um, and and you know, it just because they don't, you know, they haven't gone over and above. And imagine the scenario: you, that driver would be compliant um, in in Carlisle, but drive twenty miles across the border, and that driver is now a criminal because the the limit is lower in Scotland. So this fix, and, and and that's what they've looked at, haven't they? They've looked at not numbers, but they've looked at the factors, in, the human factors involving drinking and driving. So in Scotland, they've decided that. You know, the human factor needs to be lowered, um, whatever, you know, whether that's something you support or not. I think everybody probably would support a lower drink drive limit. But there we are. So that's uh, that's me. That's me done. Um, tell us what you uh, hit that like, subscribe. And what's the other one? I can't remember what the YouTubers do. Hit that like, subscribe and comments button. Um, that's what gets us the uh, algorithms and what have you. That's what gets us the searches. Uh, so hit that, uh, follow us, and uh, um, let us know what you think in the comments. What do you think about that compliance? Should we should we just be looking at the numbers? And if, you know, if it is if it is the right side of the numbers, great. That, that, what, what's the problem? You know, or or do we need to look beyond the numbers um, and think about it in a wider sense? So anyway, that's me. I've done, um, and um, as I've got no one to de debate or argue with, um, case closed, Your Honour. And see you on the next one. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share with your friends and colleagues too. Join us for free on Facebook with the Fleet Geeks community for transport and fleet managers. Fleet Geeks offers ongoing professional development, networking and mentoring too. So get in touch with me, Pete Rushmer, on any social media platform to find out more.